Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. Oh, it's time. Nine o'clock. It's when we get into social media on our Twitter account, at Bickley underscore Murata. We call it Social Studies, and Sarah's here to take us through it. Take it away, Sarah. Hey, everyone. Welcome into Social Studies. I am Sarah Cazell, as Vince said. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Um, this is our one-year anniversary of being in the mornings. I didn't get you guys anything. Yay us. Yay us. Well, the one-year anniversary for a wedding is paper, traditionally, right? Yeah. So maybe our bosses will give us some of that. What do you give think? Give us some money. <laughs> I was going to say, you can, have, you my, you can have my show sheet. Ooh, yes, please. <laughs> will you sign it? Ooh. Ooh. Make it less valuable? <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Social studies. We've been doing it every single day in the mornings. And it started in, what, 2020? Was this a Jarrett Carlin pandemic invention? It was. Started earlier. Yeah, was it a pre-pandemic? It was a good idea. It wasn't Jarrett's. <laughs> it was absolutely 100% Jarrett's. Yes, it really? It was yeah. 100%. And I think it was 2020, but I think yeah. it was before the pandemic. Oh, okay. It was. It started, I, I hosted it the first couple of weeks before we gave it to you, mm-hmm. and it got much better when, mm-hmm. when you started doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do think it, it was definitely right around the pandemic. There was okay. a span of about five weeks when, when the neurons in Jared's brain were firing like I've never seen him before. It, yeah. it, and he came up with one good idea after another, probably because he was afraid we were all going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And because, yeah. Right. That was definitely right. a, a, a right. thought yeah. going through many of our heads back then. And here we are, 2022, still living off those ideas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> still with five neurons going around my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> She polished off a hand fruit. I saw that. Oh, man. I went to town on that pair. I, I could tell. It's criminal what you do to fruit. Oh, my gosh. Let's get into our first question, shall we? Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, like we've been pointing out all morning, they're five days out now from their week one matchup against Kansas City at State Farm Stadium. It is the first of many tough games for the Cardinals to start off the year. They've got the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Rams, followed by the Panthers, Eagles, and Seahawks. Uh to start off, what is more important for the Cardinals this regular season? Do they need a fast start, as we're accustomed to seeing from them, or a strong finish? Which we are not Ooh, accustomed to. I would say to both. Um, <laughs> fair. Exactly but given, you know, thinking. DeAndre Hopkins being out for the first six games, their tradition of crashing and burning at the end, how do you think that all shakes out? I'm going to go strong finish. If they could find a way to engineer three wins, which is going to be very tough in those first six games, yeah. I will feel really good about their, their finish. Yes. Um, it's just a matter of getting those three wins and being right 500 after six. Uh, okay. To me, you absolutely have to beat the Seahawks. Okay. No question about yeah. that. I think you have to beat the Panthers, but you never do. They haven't had any success against them yet. you got to find one more win there somewhere. Do you think it would be the Raiders or the Eagles uh, yeah. between those two? I, I, w- I would guess the Eagles because that game is here. Okay. Right. It's it's in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would guess, but but I think the Eagles are going to be more difficult than a lot of people feel. Yeah. And and on top of it, it uh, until they prove otherwise, the Cardinals are, have not been good at home. 
Right. They, and and so playing home games, that, that's, that might be more of a threat than a promise. Absolutely. Is that an advantage this year or is it not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 83% of our voters, 83% say a strong finish is more important than a fast start for the Cardinals this season. Uh, Oren Keene says a fast start will be less important than a strong finish because after week six, we assume the offense will be at full strength with DeAndre Hopkins back. If the Cardinals still sputter on that end, then there is no real excuse and we have a real problem. If they're rough in the first half of the schedule, though, it's because they're shorthanded, so they have an excuse. Uh, Daylight Films says one of those you can recover from. The other has you spiraling in flames with a here-we-go-again mantra from the fan base. Uh, And then Brian Abdallah says a fast start versus a strong finish. He says a strong finish, dot, dot, dot. That's what she said. No. Oh, <laughs> Plenty of those yeah, from sure. our listeners. I'm quite what a sure. shocker. Yeah, right. Uh, this is a good one, guys. This is a fun one for Arizona sports fans to, to sit and think about. What is more likely? Kyler Murray is the 2022 NFL MVP. Zach Gallen is the 2022 NL Cy Young Award winner. Or Devin Booker is next year's NBA MVP. What's more likely? I I like this question a lot. I would have liked it more if it was Zach Gallen for next year. Okay. Because um, I don't think there's any chance he wins it this year. What if he What if he doesn't allow a run the rest of the way? What if he breaks Oral Hershiser's record? Saying. I mean, not. There's no like runaway in the National League right now. Okay. Go ahead. Finish your thought, Vinny. Um. That being said, more likely. I think I'm leader. I think I'm leaning book. We MVP? He finished fourth in the balloting last year. I'm going to say Zach Gallen wins the 22 Cy Young Award is my most probable. Really? Only because he is so hot right now. How hot is he? How many starts he has left? Five? Uh, with 28 games. They're in a six-man rotation. Yeah. Four to five. Four to five-ish. Uh, He's got. I mean, he's got a chance to break Oral Hershiser's record, and the way he's throwing right now, I I don't know who's gonna who's gonna cross home plate on him. It's it's a good question. I'm gonna vote Zach Gallen. Okay, I'll ask this: If we made Vince's tweak and it were Zach Gallen wins the 23 NL Cy Young Award winner, what's your vote then? I'd probably still lean book over Gallen. Okay. Vic, you too? No. I'd vote Kyler as okay. the MVP next year. Okay. All right. 47% of our voters say most likely Devin Booker wins 23 NBA MVP. 34% point to Zach Gallen as this year's Cy Young Award winner. Only 19% say Kyler Murray winning NFL MVP this season. Uh, Jacob Barton says Zach Gallen isn't getting respect and won't get respect because he is a Diamondback, not a Dodger or a Padre. Kyler's going to get buzz, but not enough. Devin Booker is in a position being to be the face of the league to break out to true superstardom with another solid season. 
Desert Dirtbag says Devin Booker statistically would be most likely at this stage of his career, but there is not a lot of love for Book outside of the Valley. So that would get in the way for him. And moving to our final question in social studies today. At the start of the show, we were talking about uh, the changing of the guard in the sport of tennis uh, with Daniil Medvedev and, and Rafa Nadal, more notably uh, being knocked out of the U.S. Open in the fourth round by some younger players. And then Serena Williams, of course, playing her final match on Friday, I believe it was. So when it comes to star power and interest, guys, the future of which sport is in more trouble? Tennis or, with the Live Golf Tour, golf? I, I think it's unequivocally tennis. We're looking at careers wrapping up, legendary careers wrapping up all basically at the same time. Djokovic has an interesting future because he's got a lot of sand left in the hourglass. Three to four good years left. If he's allowed to play in majors Mm -hmm. uh, in in, in the Grand Slams, which we don't know if that's going to change. Um, Now, will there be tennis players that are, you know, making their way up? Absolutely. But I also, I look at this as a participation question. Mm -hmm. Even with what's happening in golf, there's still a lot more people that are playing golf than are getting into playing the sport of tennis. Mm. And that leads to interest, in my opinion. Oh, certainly. Yeah, if you don't know the sport, it's hard to get into yeah, it. I yeah, think, I think tennis is in for a brutal decline. I think we've already seen the lack of definition on the women's side post-Serena. And now I think when I, I think Rafael Nadal is going to win one more French Open. I think he'll compete for a couple more Grand Slams, and that's going to be it. I would like to think Roger Federer could make one more run at Wimbledon. I think that's probably wishful thinking. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. And th- those two guys alone, those are titans of the sport. And you, you take them out, and then it's you take Serena out, and it's... It, 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 I, yeah, I, tennis is the answer. But I have to say this, though, in real time. Mm-hmm. I was in two establishments on two different nights last week where tennis was on the television, and people were audibly cheering yeah. really? for Serena Williams. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. yeah. For Serena Williams. That's, that's, yeah. Right. Take her out of the... Well, and people... It's like watching Tiger Woods in golf. There's a reason why this Rafael Nadal-Francis um, Tiafo match was put on mid-afternoon yesterday. They knew that Rafael Nadal would draw an audience. Mm-hmm middle of the day on a weekday holiday and yet it was a very it was a very weird match from Rafael like I said he he didn't run down every ball and that's a classic Rafael Nadal trait he doesn't just give up on points ever and he did that a few times yesterday yeah mm-hmm. slowing down plus the yeah. hair the hair's getting real thin too I, I wonder I, if uh, I wonder if during the match Rafa ever dropped a lighten up Francis <laughs> <laughs> right uh, to our votes again which sport is the future of which sport is in more trouble? 59% say tennis is in more trouble moving forward. 41% say golf. Wow. Yeah. They're both in trouble. They're both <laughs> in not, trouble. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's one of the yeah. first times where no future superstar is really evident in either sport. I, I don't know if golf's in trouble. I just think golf needs more personalities. Golf's got a, yeah. a, a ton of up-and-coming young players. They just, they need to get, they need to, you know, they need to let it out a little bit. Market the stars. Fly. What are you, baseball? Right. 
Thank you, Sarah. Thanks. Thanks. All caught up. Social studies every morning at 9 o'clock. You can uh, participate at Bickley underscore Murata. And we've got a great leftover question to get to uh, at the end of the show today, too. Coming up next, Tom Brady. A lot of speculation on what is bothering the 45-year-old quarterback. He's talking, but is he saying much? We'll get into it next. It's Bickley Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata Mornings. It's a lot. I mean, I think what's different now that I'm 45, it's a huge commitment to take care of myself physically. Much different than when I was 25. And my routine is great, but at the same time, it requires time and energy and focus. So, um, you know, all those things change over time. And, you know, you just... You know, I, I spoke with my dad the other day. He said, all you can do is the best you can do with the circumstances that are presented in front of you. And I think that's a great way about life. Tom Brady on the first edition of this season's Let's Go podcast. Normally people say let's go like, let's go, but it's Jim Gray. So you have to say it, let, let's go. <laughs> well, what, do you, what do you think about that? Let's go. Larry, the, are, you, are you done playing? <laughs> Jared, bring it back. So, uh, Larry, I see you were working out on your treadmill the other day. <laughs> what kind of snacks were you having? The challenges of playing right. snacks. a uh, quarterback when you're 45 years old. Uh, one of the challenges is nobody else has ever done it, so there's nothing to fall back on. There's no blueprint. George Blanda doesn't count. He was mostly, mostly a kicker at that age. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So that's got to be part of it. Now, Tom Brady obviously has been in the news for, for other reasons. An 11-day absence from training camp. Lots of speculation. He himself led to that speculation with his first press conference after that preseason game where he talked about having to deal with a lot of bleep. and mm-hmm. uh, got a lot of stuff going on in my life. I'm 45 years old. The New York Post last week went out there and... They reported it. Well, they now put, it's everywhere. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 every every even you know nj.com, which is the New Jersey, uh, the Newark Star Ledger's website. Everyone now feels comfortable in reporting that there's been an epic fight between these two, and she has left the family compound for parts unknown. Um, Costa Rica, I Costa heard. Rica. Yeah, listen. Uh, I also heard somebody say that Tom Brady will find a way to take all of this and all the noise about it and funnel it to prove everyone wrong and there's there's val- there's validity in that as well i just i don't know what the state of that offensive line there's reports that in tampa he's he's telling all these replacement offensive linemen how how bad people are talking about them so he's pulling out all the brady yeah. disrespect cards trying to motivate yeah motivate them and so, with, with the negative comments and again it's in watching rafa nadal last night it was proof to me that it ends sometime and, and I'm not saying it's over for Rafa, but again, I saw I saw age on him yesterday that I that I've not seen before. It's going to happen to Tom Brady at some point if he keeps playing. It's going to happen to him. Which, honestly speaking, and I know you feel the way you feel about Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but if that happens and the world is witness to this major production drop off or performance drop off, mm-hmm. isn't that a bummer for a guy who just? You know, beat the odds for so beat the odds against age for so long. Mm. He led the he led the league in passing last year at forty four years of age. 
I think I'm I'm not a Tom Brady fan either, mm-hmm. and I, I've been on record saying like this is getting weird now that he continues to play. Yeah, and I'll get into that in a, in a second, but I still think it would be a he, bummer listen, if he just totally, came out and sucked. Yeah, no, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure anybody really needs to see that. It, I thought it was real painful watching Pey- watching Peyton Manning at the end of his career he barely throw the football. Yeah, his last game was a Super Bowl win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but he had. I know he had nothing left. That's something that Brady doesn't have is, is those debilitating injuries that mostly end careers and make people look old. Very true, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is how the offense is structured, and it all works in concert. And look, Peyton Manning wasn't uh, wasn't eating avocado ice cream. But let's be honest. Like you you wonder someone like Kurt Warner, for example. If he, in his mind, decided that he wanted to keep playing, how much longer could he kept playing at a top level? Because there was always the rumors about him coming back maybe for like five years, it feels like, after he retired. There was. And, and Kurt led to a lot of that um, because he, he was willing to listen to when there was a need at quarterback. Brady is the outlier because he's not had to deal with the injuries mostly, and he has the mindset that he keeps wanting to play. Yes, but when was the last time you saw Tom Brady take a hit? Like, a, a hit that yeah. made you go, ooh, that might be yeah. a, I mean, Kurt Warner's last football game, he took a hit that would have chased a lot of quarterbacks away from the yeah, game. Yeah, it was pretty vicious. It was one of the more vicious hits you'll ever see on a quarterback. Now, to my earlier point, uh, go, going back to it on, on the weirdness of all of this, Season ends. Tom Brady announces his retirement. Makes so we can assume he made the commitment to the family. Depend, you know, since what has been reported about the family situation is out there. Mm-hmm. Forty days later, he reverses that decision. Then we see the weirdness with Bruce Arians getting bumped up to an invented position in the Bucks front office, mm-hmm. handing the keys to Todd Bowles, and in a you know a, an enviable spot to have Tom Brady coming back as quarterback. Does Tom Brady, I mean, does he not want, with, with, again, what's reported, it seems like his family life is in peril right now. His marriage, at least, is in peril right now. If it's all related to football, it seems like an easy fix. Indeed. Just walk away. Indeed. Just walk away. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I, I don't understand what Tom Brady still has to prove, but you know what? I I felt the same way about Jordan. When I heard he was going to continue his career in Washington, I was like, a lot of people in Chicago at the time felt, okay, you know what? Reinsdorf forced him out by not... By not paying Phil Jackson, by not giving Michael Jordan the head coach he wanted. But okay. was, there was still a two-year gap in between that happening and him going back to Washington, but, though. But Michael was also at an age where you're like, come on, dude, how much more you need? I mean, you've proven everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you retired with the perfect snapshot moment. The, the, the hung wrist on the jump shot, boom, to win a championship. There's nothing that can top that. And I feel the same way about Tom Brady in that Super Bowl in Tampa. Yes. But those are the exceptions to the rules. He had the he had the uh, he had the, the green light to he had the, the right off. Yeah. John Elway, John Elway is the one guy who did it. He won yeah. a couple of Super Bowls, including that helicopter into the end zone. Mm-hmm. But you remember Elway, and you remember Peyton Manning because. Not many people do that. Most people stay on too long, whether it's, you know, Willie Mays and the Mets or the countless examples of these people just wanting to continue to play just for whatever reason. You're wrong, Jared. Willie Mays oh, that's was right. great in New York. They got his number retired. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, here's one more soundbite from that uh, podcast, the Let's Go podcast. This is Tom Brady uh, talking about the uh, difficulty in balancing football and family. There's a big camera that's always on you. You know, you, you're living your life, but you're living your sports life, too, and 
they're covering sports, but they're, you know, they're covering your life too. And you're living your life and you can't stop your life, even though sports is happening. So even though I'm, you know, playing in my 23rd year, I have a freshman in high school that's playing football too. I have, you know, a 12 year old that's going through his life. I have a nine year old that's going through her life. So, and I have parents and I have, you know, a lot of things that are really important, you know, off field pursuits and, and goals that you're trying to maximize as well. So, you know, we all have different things that are going on. And I think once football season comes, I really lock in on what I need to do and how I need to focus and how it, the kind of commitment I need, I need to make for the organization so that we can maximize our potential as a team. I'm just saying, 47 seconds there about a balance between football and family. I mentioned three of his kids and his parents, did not mention his wife. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. I listened to probably 15, 20 minutes of the episode going mm-hmm. to hear different cuts, and not once do you hear him reference Giselle. At least not in the bits that I heard. And my wife. <laughs> that was it. That was the the one part. <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> Somebody put out a wholly inappropriate joke that it's only a matter of days uh, before Pete Davidson takes Giselle, oh! and her, Giselle and her kids to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, no! It's only a matter of days. <laughs> Oh, it's been a minute since we've had a good Pete Davidson joke. He is single again. That's actually very funny. Not that I'm I'm rooting for anything to end. Yeah. 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 Senior swoop. (laughs) Either him or Zach Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Coming up next, it's Tuesday. We'll play a round of mustache. Not Not a mustache. mustache. Next, Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley Emirata Mornings on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. We're heading to our website right now, arizonasports.com, for today's poll question. Before we get into mustache, not a mustache. Dan, Vince, what do, the, what do the Cardinals have to do for this upcoming season to be a success? Four options. They have to reach the playoffs again. They have to win the NFC West. They have to make the NFC Championship game. Or they need to go to the Super Bowl. What is required for this season to become a success? I, I think they have to go back to the playoffs and win a playoff game. I think so, too. I think... Reaching the playoffs is, which is not one of the choices. Uh, or winning a playoff winning game is not one of the choices. Yeah. No, reaching the playoffs would be a success on uh, of those four choices. Yeah, that's got to be the answer. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. Anything else, Bick? No. Were, were you gonna add? Okay. Fifty-six uh, percent of our voters agree with you guys. Reach the playoffs again is how they will define success for the Cardinals in twenty twenty-two. Seventeen percent say win the NFC West. Fifteen percent say make the NFC Championship game. 12% say you got to go to the Super Bowl for this season to be a success. You're not first, you're last. I'll add an addendum to that, though. Reach the playoffs again, but don't embarrass yourself. Yes. Even if you don't win, compete. Yeah. Please. Show up. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache, big mustache, big mustache, my mustache, your mustache, say the word, the word mustache, a mustache, a mustache, now we both have said mustache, a mustache, a mustache, if you only got a mustache. 
Okay, so this is about mustaches. Ho, ho, ho! On a Tuesday that feels like a Monday... We Feels are like here. Christmas, apparently. <laughs> Better hurry up, Jared. It's nine thirty-five. Okay, well, well it's, it's time, time for America's fastest-growing officially-related quiz sensation: mustache, not a, a mustache. mustache. And I will present <laughs> Bickley and Murata a soundbite of some sort from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song, and they'll have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. First one, the ten wins. And the theme this week, because it is not only one, it is not only week one of the NFL season, but it is also the one year anniversary of our show being on in the mornings. All things number one. Okay. All things oh, have okay. to do with one today. Okay. All right. Which is and a lot better than all things number, number two. two. Hey, hey, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, who won last week? Vinny did. won. All right, Vince, would you like to go first or second? I will defer uh, to the second half. Okay. Well, then we shall start with this one. Uh, that would be Bono from U2. This is difficult. I'm going to say no mustache. You got it. Not okay. a mustache. Right. Well done. Well done. Well done. And now, Vince. Yes. Your song is this one right here that I'm about to play. And, you know, it's coming any second now. Well, I hope so. Because this is awkward. <laughs> well, I don't know what happened to it. But here, I'll play this one instead. Okay, good. Ugh. You've heard uh, that song before? I've heard the song. I think it's Nelly Mustache. <laughs> oh, yes. You think correctly, my friend. Good job. That is two points for you. It is two to two. All right. Since you couldn't find the one clue, are we going to be short, Jared? <laughs> we, we are, but I, I'll get it before the end of it, or I'll sing it for you. All right. Dan? Yep. We're forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? One. I have no idea. Not a mustache. That is Doctor Strange, a.k.a. Benedict Cumberbatch from the Avengers uh, Infinity War. Okay. Right. Talking about. I'm sorry. I thought that was going to be a little more in your wheelhouse. And he did have a mustache. He did have a mustache. That is correct. All right. That was rough. Vince? You know what the secret of life is? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. That's what you've got to figure out. That is uh, Jack Palance from City Slickers, not a mustache. That is correct. Well done. Playing Curly. All right. Dan, let's do it. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey, what I get to do? Another one bites the dust. 
Uh, Freddie Mercury, spectacular yeah, mustache. Yeah, one of the great mustaches in all of music history. All right, Vince. Yes. Another one wears a buzzer. Another one wears a buzzer. And another comes on, and another comes on. Another one wears a buzz. Hey, don't sit by you. Another one wears a buzz. Going all the way back to the jam that started it all, I think. That uh, is uh, Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> mustache. The you, jam that started it is. That was his very really? first song, followed by yeah. My Bologna. Wow. And he did also have one of probably the worst mustaches in all of music history. All right, Dan. Mm-hmm. Pretty much my whole life I've worn number one. I think that's just who I am, you know, uh, part of me. I think uh, certain people look good in it, you know, some people look better than others in it. That would be Kyler Murray, and that would be uh, that would be a must. That is correct. Kyler Murray, number one in this number one themed edition of Mustache, not a mustache. Vince. I got an idea. I have an idea. We're tied at six. I have an idea. Go ahead. Oh, okay. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. Um... Can we get the whole speech? I love that scene. <laughs> Do you? I know people don't dig that money, uh, that movie. I love that scene. Yeah, the scene was great. The movie's not great. Um, Al Pacino from uh, Any Given Sunday, not a mustache. That is correct. That is correct. You thought I was going to do Devin Booker? Yes. Uh, that would have been clever, but I'm not clever today. It would have Here been, we go. It would have been predictable, so I'm All glad right. you didn't do it. All right, Danny. <laughs> Danny boy, you need to uh, get on the board with this one. Here we go. Whatever, <laughs> Danny dude. boy. Uh, James Hetfield, Metallica, back then that'd be a mustache. That is correct, a very vicious mustache. Yes. And now, the opposite What's of the What's so great mustache. about being a Fries Boost member? Uh, That's the, that, not a mustache. Do you have any idea who? what's so great about it, perhaps? <laughs> you that, could answer that for that a bonus was, question. That wasn't the clue, was it? No, it wasn't the clue. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it was me trying to refine the clue on YouTube here because I couldn't seem to find it. But here we go. <laughs> for the win, <laughs> Here we go. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that is uh, Michael Stipe from REM and not a mustache. That is look Michael that. Stipe. You got the game in with one second Boom. to spare. Well, I, well done, Ferret. Uh, look, You're on fire today. Not so mi- much, My Jared. middle name is Smooth. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and also Gregory. We are- <laughs> 
We uh, we not only got a round of mustache, not a mustache in, but we have unequivocally, unequivocally answered the question, can five days off lead to just a buildup of rust? And the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is absolutely not. That was one of the great additions of all time of mustache. Not a mustache. Oh, final thoughts on this Tuesday. Coming up next, it's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Okay, so this is about mustaches. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. Song of the day, a rarely played ACDC song. Jared seems to be grooving to it a little bit. Flick of the switch in honor of what we hope the Arizona Cardinals do. <laughs> what they need to do. The, this song reminds me, so there's a thing that's been going around on the internet, on social media. Who has the best singing voice of all time right. for a male vocalist? Okay. It made me think of who has the most interesting voice, unique voice, something that sounds really cool, really good, but not necessarily the best voice. Sort of like ACDC, yeah, AC/DC Bob Dylan, Neil Young. Yeah, ACDC's original yeah, singer, Bon Scott. Scott. Yeah. Very different tonality to him. I, I read some of those, and it was a lot of the same answers over and over again, and it was like, eh, are any of them great? Like like Marvin Gaye, un- unequivocally. Yeah. Just yeah. a tremendous singing mm-hmm. voice. But a lot of them were just subjective to, like, popular artists. Yeah, like not too many Freddie Mercury and Prince and stuff like George that. George Michael was a great vocalist, but, I mean, I can't say that the lo- the list of, of male singers that I've heard, I've, I've, ever, I've been blown away by a lot of them. Yeah, okay. More, I mean, more so female vocalist. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But listen to this. There's a thing on the internet uh, that asked, what is your favorite ACDC song over the weekend? I saw that. And I, I, want, I couldn't figure out what it was, and then I realized why I couldn't figure out what it was. Because every song is the same. And I mean that in the best way possible. Uh-uh. They are very similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Today's song of the day. Flick of the switch, ACDC. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Oh, daily dose of mini Joe trivia for you uh, to start off off the grid today. Uh, with the Diamondbacks' recent infusion of speed into their lineup, the stolen base has become a big part of their offensive approach. However, in the team's history, there's only been six Diamondbacks players who have stolen 30 or, ma- 30 or more bases in a single season. Can six you, or more. Uh, six players with 30 or more stolen bases in a season. Can you name them? I would have said less than that even. Tony Womack. Tony Womack did it twice. Steve Finley did it. Never did it. Never did it? No. Eric Burns. Eric Burns did it. He had 50 stolen bases in 2007. I can't. I'm going to say Mark Reynolds. Nope. I know he was close he to got, like a 30-30, 40-30 season once. Yep. Hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought six. I would have thought less than that. This is a tough question. One guy did it in his only year with the Diamondbacks, and that year he also had 200 hits. And he's still active. Gene Segura? Gene Segura did it. 33 in 2016. Wow, what a great year that was. One of his teammates in 2016 did it. And not a guy you would think of. Not a guy we would think of. How are we going to think of it? <laughs> well, AJ well, you Pollock. Know, you know, AJ Pollock did it in 2015. The you other said guy, this is in 2016. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt stole 30 Get bases out. in what? 2016. No. Yes. Wow. And uh, you won't get the last one. Gerard Dyson had 30 in 2019. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Kind of, a, kind of a speed specialist there. I remember him. Yeah. Pretty good job on that. That was a, that was a tough question. Yeah. Um, did you see? Jarrett's back for the baseball question. Texas quarterback uh, Quinn Ewers. He made his debut for the Longhorns as quarterback. They got a 52 to 10 win over Louisiana Monroe. But after the game, he tweeted out, "How did my car get towed after the game?" <laughs> I saw that. No. Uh, that's excellent. So they uh, did a little research. Actually, Pete Thamel of uh, ESPN did a little research and came to the bottom of it. Well, Wendy, I did some deep investigative reporting today. Uh, channeled my inner Paul Levine. Uh, I found out there was a parking pass mix-up between Quinn and his family, and he, he put the wrong pass on his Porsche. So the Ewers family took a little family trip to the tow lot, which is at the Texas softball field. 200 beans later, the Ewers got their Porsche back, and Quinn went on with his Saturday night. Yeah, so $200 to get his Porsche out of the mm. tow lot. Isn't uh, that 2022 college football, huh? No, it's, you want more 2022 college football? That's not even his only luxury car. He also drives a burnt orange Aston Martin. What? Quinn Ewers, before he ever took a college snap wow. in Texas, had NIL deals worth $1.4 million. Which leads us back to where I started the show today. Uh, Same subject of paying college athletes. The movie National Champions I watched over the weekend. And man, I would not recommend it. Although the Rotten Tomato scores were somewhat promising. Ugh, it was terrible. Uh, So Jarrett put on uh, Twitter for social studies and we didn't get to it. What is the worst sports movie of all time? Can I hog this selfishly and give you my my top five? Caddyshack 2 is only number five. Oh, come on. Because it's barely a sports movie. You guys remember Joanna Man? I remember the oh, title. Oh. I, I never saw the movie. Ugh. Awful. Uh, that's number four. Number three, Bad News Bears Go to Japan. Absolutely terrible. What? And I love the first two Bad News Bears movies. Even though, did you guys see Bad News Bears in Breaking Training where they go to the Astrodome? No. no. You didn't? No. No. I still have not once seen Walter any of the Ma- once, once Walter Matthau was... Was he only in the first one, Walter Matthau? Yes. And I won't make my point then. I just I wondered why they were the California champs when they didn't even win their league in the first movie. Uh, number two, The Scout with Albert Brooks, who's a genius. Oh, uh, terrible movie. And that really one, annoys me because the pitcher hits in the World Series and it's in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, there's so much wrong with it. It's just awful. And number one, um, a movie at once upon a time I thought was cool. Anthony Michael Hall, who played the biggest dork in '80s movies ever was the number one high school football uh, quarterback recruit in Johnny B. Good. Did you uh, ever see that movie? That one I did see. Wow. That was gar- <laughs> That was hot garbage. <laughs> oh, that was really And it's bad. actually a really good premise for a movie, and they botched it. We got so many uh, answers on this. A lot of Rocky Fives. Uh, that almost made my uh. list. Terrible. Um... 
Angels in the outfield got a couple votes. Major League sequels. Major League Three, back to the minors. All the Slapshot sequels got mentioned. I wouldn't even bother watching those. Slapshot was such a classic. How can you? But the Hanson brothers came back for them. Big deal. Like 25 years after they made the first movie. <laughs> Somebody said Bull Durham. What? Bull Durham was great. That's a great sports movie. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Dan Graziano for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Don't go anywhere. Wolf and Luke are up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great day, everybody.